Hello and a huge welcome or welcome back to the Dedicate podcast. I'm your host, Kate Ivey. For the last five or six years, I've purchased clothing from Love Not War, a New Zealand-owned clothing brand, but known very little about its owner until now. Today, Love Not War owner and founder, Ali Hansen, shares all about her love of fashion, how she gave up on it when she lost her best friend to cancer at only 16, and the process of bringing her passion back to life. Ali hit a fork in the road where it was either sink or swim when she went through divorce while pregnant with her third child. She shares the challenges, the juggle and how important mindset is. We hope you enjoy. Season 5 of the Dedicate podcast and workout for mental health is proudly sponsored by Rabobank. Rabobank is a specialist savings and agribusiness bank. 100% of savings deposits are used to help fund New Zealand farmers and growers to produce delicious, nourishing food for us all. Thanks to their cooperative origins, Rabobank has a rich history of community engagement and now, thanks to Rabo Community Fund, they can make an even bigger impact in the communities where their clients live. Through Rabobank, you can be part of something truly productive. Let's grow a better New Zealand together. So how are you? Good, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks so much for joining me today. No worries. Love your top. Yes. Well, I got it from this um, fashion brand called Love Not War. You might have heard of it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So super excited to chat about about Love Not War and your journey and your challenges and stuff. I know you're nervous about coming on today, but um, I'm nervous. <laughs> you're still nervous. Yeah. <laughs> if it helps, I always get nervous too. Hi and welcome to our podcast. We like to explore people's stories, their challenges, their business journeys, motherhood, all those things. So you've filled me in on on a bit of stuff and I know this is going to be really beneficial to people. We get people writing in and saying it just helps so much to know that they're not alone in a lot of the things they experience and that they can still achieve great things, you know, and that challenges are all part of life. Totally, yeah. Yeah. So you've got this amazing fashion brand, and I read on your website that you were your family's all into sewing, like it's part of your DNA. Yeah, yeah. My grandmother and my mother both machinists, so grew up sewing pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, and- I used to make Barbie clothes. <laughs> oh, classic. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and what were they, did they work for a big company or was it, did they just make their own clothes or have their own businesses what was um I think they both actually worked for Bendon right at the start oh cool my grandmother just had like domestic set up but my mum was outsourcing so she was working from home but sewing like a full sewing set up wow in the basement of our house yeah yeah so even from a young child you're you're making clothes for Barbies right from the start yeah that's so cool and was fashion also something that you were into that's all I ever wanted to do yeah yeah Yeah. amazing at 16 you were on track to get something started and then you lost your best friend is that right yeah so 16 I enrolled to do fashion fashion design in Tauranga at the Polytech there yeah I think I was the youngest person they'd taken on at yeah. that time. Yeah. Um, so you were uh, like sixth form? It left school at sixth form? I had or just form? Left, 
yeah at the end of sixth form but I was yeah. only 16 I was a year ahead I think at school. yeah yeah but yeah the summer before I lost my best friend to ovarian cancer oh, so, so yeah cool. I just six months in I just got into deep depression mm. rang my parents and told them that I was dropping out and yeah I just came home and did counseling and just got my got back on track awesome and was it all associated with losing your friend I think so um yeah moving away from home that yeah and, just like, a lot of things all at once yeah and like yeah. for a 16 year old having to process losing a best friend to cancer like that's that's almost impossible isn't it yeah it's huge yeah Especially when we did everything together you know yeah. like inseparable at that age yeah so how did she get the diagnosis was did she have some um, symptoms two years prior she got um quite a swollen belly I'm not a hundred percent sure because I was quite young and I didn't really understand I don't mm. think quite what was going on so I didn't yeah. really understand that she was going to lose her life um yeah but we spent many school holidays and stuff in chemo rooms mm. just hanging out playing games and stuff like that um she went into remission a year before she died I think yeah and it just came back quite aggressively mm-hmm. and I think it was two months and she oh, was well, yeah, yeah that is a lot to deal with and so you pulled out of fashion school did you say it was fashion school yeah. Just, yeah. and then um so you've got three children now so you obviously went on to do other things and have a family um just got married did the single mums I mean solo mums uh, solo mum did the just stay-at-home mum thing yeah yes how old were you when you got married um 23 no 26 sorry 26 yeah so a few years later yeah I um, was living in Taupo by that time. And what were you doing between um, for work before you had your kids? Um, just normal. Um, I was working at a restaurant for a while, for a few yeah. years, and, yeah, not a lot really. And did you have this burning desire inside you to get back to fashion and sewing and creativity? Not really. Kind yeah. of lost everything. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So what brought it back then? Um, so I had kids and I was living in Taupo. It was absolutely freezing compared to Wangata, where I was from. Mm. And I started looking into Merino, just couldn't find any kids stuff that I really liked. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I started buying a few different bits of Merino online and just making things from home for the kids. And then I decided that I would put them on Facebook and people started wanting to buy them so it kind of started from there and then yeah my marriage kind of fell apart and I moved back to Wangmata and kind of found like that was my thing I had to pursue it I didn't have anything and I had these kids I had to support so yeah can you tell us um share with us more about the um about your marriage so um you're you're saying you had a newborn when um, I was two months pregnant when I left. Oh, two months pregnant. Yeah. And I had two other kids. Um, yeah. I was just quite toxic. 
I don't really want to go into it because of his privacy and yeah. kids and stuff. But yeah, just wasn't good. I wasn't in a good space. Yeah. Just felt like I had to get out, really. Yeah. Is it the best thing you did? Yeah. Getting out? Yeah. Like no regrets whatsoever. Not one. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so you're saying it was you were in this situation where it was like either sink or swim. So you re- were referring to leaving your marriage? Yeah. Just so you, absolutely nothing, pretty much. What was that? I had absolutely nothing. Yeah. Came home and started completely from scratch. Wow, how amazing. Did that, was that like really clearly the right choice or were you like, were there moments where you were thinking, oh my goodness, this is so hard, I've made the wrong decision, I can't do this? Or No, I think once I made it, that was it even though I had nothing and it was just me and the kids, actually some of the happiest times of my life was living in our little flat that we had when I first moved back. Yeah. Amazing. When did you get Love Not War really going? So I kind of started as soon as I came back, really pushing it and started making more outfits and came up with the name. My sister actually came up with the name just because of what I was going through at the time. You know, I'm a yeah. lover and I'm a fighter, so That's just amazing. felt like a lot of fight going on. Yeah. Um, and the knot is not spelt like the knot, as in a knot, just to okay, represent you know, yeah. uh, you know, like the fishing in the sea and that Oh, kind nice. Of yeah. That's perfect. And um, people started asking if I could make adult versions of the kids' stuff. Yeah. So I started doing that and it just – Took off from there. And it's mostly adult stuff now, right? Or is there still? Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely more um, predominant, sorry, the adults than the kids. You do more adults than kids, sorry? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought so. And um, what's the process? So do you do you make everything yourself? Yeah. Wow. Just you? You're the only oh, one? Oh, not me. Sorry, no. Yeah. Um, I outsource now. So, yeah. like, I do a lot of the cutting and I do all the pattern making, that kind of stuff, but all the sewing is outsourced. Yeah, but at the start, you obviously did it yourself. Yeah, um, I moved in with my parents into, they have an apartment that's attached. So my mum has a manufacturing business already. Mm-hmm. So they have a big factory building and they have apartments attached to the back. Mm-hmm. So I moved in there once I'd had my last child and just worked through the night. I don't think I slept. That is <laughs> I incredible. Because I, I definitely couldn't now. <laughs> no, and you were and you would have you were pregnant as well. Two young and, kids starting up this business. Yeah, so I'd had her by that point when it yeah. started to really take off. But yeah, I think when I went into labor, I was working. <laughs> Just, you were working when you went into labor. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Amazing. And so how long how old are your children and how long has the business been running? So it's been going seven years now. Um, obviously, my youngest is seven. Yeah. And my oldest is just turned 18, not long ago. Oh, wow. Wow. So, <laughs> age difference. Yeah. Um, I am still in love with I had this black top from you that just had lace here. Yeah. And I swear I must have got that five or six years ago. So that must have been. Yeah, really early on. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Because you were selling you were selling in stores as well. Yeah, we yeah. were for a little while. Yeah, which is something we want to get back into. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you're just online at the moment. Just online. Yeah. 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 And so talk me through like those early days of the business, like juggling the three children, a startup business. How did you do it? I don't know, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just that whole mum determination to do it. Um, I had a vision board of sorts that I hung up along my wall of all the things that I wanted to achieve. So every day I would see them. I think that was a huge thing that helped me stay motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just worked all hours. Not going to lie, it was definitely a hustle. Yeah, amazing. Did it affect your mental health, not getting much sleep, or were you just so driven? Um, definitely did a little bit. I think I was extremely driven until a good few years in, and then, you know, kind of there's only so much you can do. Yeah. Sort of a crash in my body. And all I think and stuff just decided to shut down a little bit did you have a particular moment where things you know your body did say hey enough is enough I just think it kind of progressed Mm. you know just started to I just started to get quite ill and had hormonal issues and started losing my hair and oh wow yeah yeah and have you recovered from that now yeah definitely been a hundred times better now yeah yeah and so was it just you for quite a while? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did have, I did get a few machinists I had working in the factory as well. So that was, a, is that the factory that your mum had? Yes, yeah. 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 So it was quite a massive building and it's set up with all the machines and everything. Awesome. So what does she do there? And she does incontinence products for rest homes and hospitals and oh, stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always, yeah, like like you said, it's always been in the, in the family. Um, what were the challenges at the start, getting it off the ground, or did it just take off, like, unex- you know, almost unexpectedly? Um, yeah, it kind of just took off unexpectedly. Yeah. Like obviously, there was a lot of hard work going on. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely had its challenges. Um a few breaking points that you know I didn't think I could do it anymore mm-hmm. but I just kept going um yeah I was also going through a huge custody battle and shared care arrangement where my um ex was in a different town so trying to juggle all of that mm-hmm. so having to what transport the kids to another town and back and fitting yeah. it around their activities and yeah yeah have you got a good system in place now? We do. So we, um, the court put a system in place. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's been like that for the past few years now, and it's really good, you know, the kids are used to it now. Yeah. And that would have been hard going through the court process. What's involved with that? Oh, so hard. Opened my eyes to a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was drawn out. It was quite a few months just in the courtroom and backwards and forwards with lawyers and stuff and I was um I think Harper was only a few months old when I was in court I was having to go out and breastfeed her in between mm-hmm. hearings and stuff so yeah that was really hard and so was it at a point where you and your ex you couldn't come to an agreement together so it just had to go through the courts yeah yeah, yeah. and did you feel you were with- treated well through the court system yes and no 
um, yeah, definitely opened my eyes to the whole system and how yeah. things work. It's definitely hard. So what do you mean by that for someone, you know, I've never been through it. So what what was really hard and how did it feel? And um, You just feel like you've been attacked, really. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt probably. Attacked as a mother and, yeah, um, you're not actually because I moved towns so I went home you're not actually meant to take your children from the town that they were born in I see if that makes sense even yeah. though um, my daughter was born in Wangamata we spent mm-hmm. majority of the time in Taupo at that mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. so that didn't look favorable to the courts that you'd mm-hmm. followed the rules yeah, yeah. and I but guess circumstances involved so I did end up getting custody here in Mungmata. Yeah, awesome. But did at one point did it feel like you might not get it and it would have been so nerve-wracking? Yeah. Yeah. So was the options were you thinking maybe you were going to have to move back to um Taupo? Yeah. Taupo. Taupo. I'm trying to get my say it right. <laughs> like we're on a girls trip in the weekend. Yeah. Um and friend explained it, they say toe and then poor. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, did you think you were going to have to move back there? Yeah, that was yeah. definitely a strong thing that I thought was going to have to happen. Yeah, and what you'd already had your business forward. running well where it was, and your family base and your support. Yeah, and I had nothing in Telfo really. Yeah, and so back to the business. So the early days of just getting a vision of how it all works. It's just you. Um, you've got obviously the advantage of say it advantage but you know the the opportunity that your mum has a manufacturing business so you're making the most of that and then you're using some of her sewers where's the growth been from there um so we started our black label so that's actually made in china so that's just a side label because kind of found that we were getting taken out by other brands that were doing similar things but getting made in China and selling them a lot cheaper. So we're mm. just kind of trying to target both markets. It's such a hard one that, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. what is Black Label all about? What um, I don't think I've bought anything from there, Just Love Not War. So what sort of clothing is? Um, it's just more streetwear, like jackets and stuff like that like this blazer that I'm wearing, not that you can really see it, but oh, yeah, yeah. the more like the harder things to make. I see. Yeah. yeah. Like so it makes sense. And yeah. 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 And um, Love Not War is still in the same factory? Yeah. 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 And do you have a marketing team or anyone else that helps you? No, I do majority myself. Wow. And I how really many, that's amazing, how many sales a day do you get? sort of what's a normal amount um it varies depending on the season like with it's the last year has been really hard it's been can't predict it's just all over the place since yeah. COVID yeah and yeah. do you do all the packing of the orders yourself as well um I have some stuff that come in and help sometimes but yeah a lot of it I do myself at the moment well it's amazing and have you thought about going bigger and hiring a few staff and really just you know taking things to the next level yeah yeah working on that at the moment awesome so that's sort of what's ahead 
yeah. for you? Yeah, definitely want to expand. Awesome. So what will expansion look like? Um, I'm just going to look at hiring stuff to take on all the things that kind of take up all my time, you know, like I don't have enough time to focus on what I really love, the design mm-hmm. side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just take on all the running, really. Yeah. And so will you bring out more products or um, more of this, what you've got, you know, like bring in more or both? Um, I don't think we'll do more products of what we've got, probably just. High volume. Yeah. Yeah. And just hopefully expand into stores a little more. Yeah. Yeah. And so in stores, you have to go around sort of selling to them a year ahead, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So would you do that or someone else? Um, someone else, I think. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Oh, exciting things ahead. Yeah. And we also have um, a new collection that we're looking at bringing out, just targeting a range that, I kind of feel like it's a little lost in the market. Yeah. So what's that? Um, maternity. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. No, your stuff would be great for that, I reckon, because it's it's classic, but with a touch of, you know, like what I'm wearing now, it's sort of a classic white top, but then it's got the detail. It's yeah. Just, it's quite versatile. Um, and something I've noticed about you is um, – I also love all your jeans, all your mini skirts, all your short shorts. Where do you get those from? I've actually had those for years. I just keep wearing them. Um, all different. My shorts are usually one teaspoon. Mm, I love one teaspoon I've as well. Always been obsessed with their shorts, but yeah. I don't really do the same styles anymore. Mm. I can't really find them, but I think my denim skirt is the same and. Is that the one black. teaspoon as well? Yeah. Yeah. The black one I always wear. I've had for years. So do you mostly just wear it for photo shoots or you're yeah. wearing it as well during yeah. the day? Yeah. Just shoots usually. On the summer I'll wear them. But Yeah. Do you, are you very often in clothing that's not your brand? Yeah, I vary. Yeah. So you do yeah. wear, wear other yeah. things. It's probably yeah. a bit of market research as well. You have to. See what other sometimes I guess when you see stuff so far ahead and you've kind of been wearing it and then it comes out. I don't know, sometimes I like to just change it up and wear something else. Yeah, you're sort of a bit sick of it by then. Yeah. 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 Makes sense, makes sense. And so how's the juggle now with business and family? It's still hard, but it's definitely easier. Like I have a bit more of a system Mm. going on now. But yeah, I still get up 4.30 every morning and wow. start work before everyone else gets up. Oh, amazing. And can you fit exercise into your day? Trying. It's yeah. not happening at the moment, but <laughs> yeah, I did get up and go for a walk this morning. Oh, awesome. And yeah. do you have um, support from your family? Yeah, my parents and my sister have been amazing. Awesome. Definitely couldn't have done it without them. Yeah, that's pretty key, eh? That- yeah. You know, really makes a difference to what people can achieve. Yeah. And like having that support, whether it's yeah. friends or family or yeah. Whatever. And you know, people that can pick the kids up after school if you're away or yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so would there be anything 
that you'd change if you could go back to those early days of setting up Love Not War? Or do you think the mission and, you know, it had to happen to get it to where it was? Um, I feel like it had to kind of happen the way it did to get it to where it was. But um, also I wish probably that I knew more about business because I just kind of fumbled my way through at the start, yeah. you know, learning as I went. Mm. So it would have been a lot easier and probably if I was a little more organized, maybe. So, um, yeah, it's such a good point. I mean, I've made myself some decisions where I'm like, oh, you know, you learn it as you go. You can study business at uni and stuff like that, but really is it something that you just have to live and learn? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like conversations like growing up around family that have business and talking about it and talking about decisions and all that kind of thing would be helpful and I'm sure going to uni and studying it would be but the real life experience that's you just have to accept that there are going to be some hard learnings along the way yeah exactly and I just think that in this kind of world and with social media and everything everyone's kind of just learning as they go yeah and it changes all the time as well social media yeah yeah and then coming to this organization part again could have you been more organized do you think with three small children um you know what would you do to be more organized if if there's people out there listening and you know going through a similar thing thinking okay yes I need to be more organized so how would you be more organized back then yeah I don't know probably um just writing things down a lot more like I'm a lot more I'm a lot better at that now like I just write everything down plan out my day well I try to Mm -hmm. as much as I can whereas back then I was just kind of like rolling through everything yeah I know what you mean and because I went through that stage as well and it's like you don't have time to be organized yeah, but if you did take a day that was just an organization day to set up a whole lot of systems, you would be better off. You'd definitely save time, but yeah, you, exactly. you're kind of going through the stage where you can't see the wood for the trees. Yeah, yeah. So, what sort of systems do you have in place now? Um, so I get up at fourth day, like I said, I do all my posts for the day, so I just schedule them all out. Mm-hmm. Um, I write a list of all the things that I need to do, the most important Came things. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and, list of the most important things, yeah. Yeah, and just make my way through those. Awesome. Just, I kind of have my system now, so like the day kind of goes every day kind of the same, you know, like get, yeah. do things for the kids in the morning, everything kind of, yeah. And have you got um, a new partner? I do, yeah. Nice. And is he or she helpful? He is awesome. Yeah. Um, he's actually going through a business sale at the moment. So he's working in Auckland a lot. So it's not really home at the moment. But yeah, he's awesome. Nice, nice, nice. It's nice to have someone to um, share your life with and your kids with. Yeah. When you've been through such a challenge. Yeah. Um, I took a good five years after my um break my marriage breakup I just focused on work and the kids Mm -hmm. just didn't even look at dating or anything like that so it's nice to have someone now just to share all that with 
Yeah, and nice to um, yeah be able to let that person in. Like you would have been just so so driven in those first five years, and you were talking about um, you know you had issues with your hormones and stress and your hair falling out. Did you do you think that started happening once you? Just, realize that the business was on track and you could take your foot off the pedal a wee bit or did it happen before that and it forced you to reevaluate? probably forced me a little bit and forced mm-hmm. me to slow down a little bit yeah um I think the tiredness just caught up on me eventually did you have to go to the doctor or did you just yeah went through a whole lot of tests with endocrinologists mm-hmm. just trying to get to the bottom of things but actually didn't end up getting to the bottom of anything. So I just kind of put it down to stress and exhaustion that my body just had enough. Mm. And so when you tapered things back a bit, did the symptoms stop? Yeah, so I started focusing on my health a lot more, Mm -hmm. just getting more sleep and exercising. And yeah, I feel a hundred times better now. Good. And so how long ago was that? It would have been a few years ago. So it's taken me a good few years, probably only in the last year that I've really felt better, mm-hmm. 100% better. Yeah. And so your passion and drive to build your business, um, do you think some of it was, I'm just looking into some of the stuff with my life at the moment, um, do you think some of it could have been like not dealing with, what you'd been through and just purely focusing on your family and on your work? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And so have you dealt with those things now or are they still things that you keep pushing? No, I worked on them. Um, I've done counseling and it's a constant battle. Like I'm still working on mindset now. Like I do a lot of, listen to a lot of mindset podcasts and, just yeah trying to get back to a better headspace what would your advice be for um for someone going through a separation or divorce um it's hard like I know it's hard but it does get better just got to really focus on that that does get better and it does get easier and, you know, I wouldn't be the um, mother or the woman I am today if I hadn't have been through everything that I've been through. So, mm. yeah. Challenges Just do make strong. us stronger. Yeah. Definitely. So strong. 100%. Yeah. What about for anyone who is in a relationship that they're not sure if it's working? Like, how do you know when it's time to leave? I had circumstances around mine that I don't really want to get into that made me make that decision. Mm -hmm. But um, I think, you know, like I was miserable. Yeah. Just, yeah, I was just crying a lot and I just was really unhappy at the time. So, yeah, I think I knew deep down Mm -hmm. months before just took me a certain thing to happen that just made me make the leap and yeah and so do you wish you'd left sooner or is it one of those things where it's a marriage so you always hang on a bit longer than what you need to you're, yeah, you're what right. than you should better yeah yeah um yes and no like I think I left at the time that my head was in the space where that was it mm-hmm. you know like I was done 
that was yeah. final. There was mm-hmm. no going back. Yeah. You don't have to answer a question if it makes you feel uncomfortable. It intrigues me when people's relationships end when they're pregnant or they've just had a baby. So had you planned the third one? No. So was it a bit of a curveball when you um, realized you were pregnant? Yeah. So I think I was already in the mindset of leaving mm-hmm. anyway at that time. Like things were pretty bad. Yeah. Part of it, I think it was more more of a reason to leave in a way. Yeah. Because you wanted a better life for your kids. Yeah. For yourself. Yeah. yeah. And what about um, advice? Like what are some of the big things you've learned about around mindset? You said you listen to a lot of mindset podcasts. So what are the big things you've you've learned? Um, just learned a lot about um, the effects that everything like even from childhood has on your mind, like just all the things that you go through and just trying to stay positive. Like I've started doing affirmations in the morning because I don't know, I find I go up and down a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I get really unmotivated at times. So I just really need to exercise is probably a big thing as well that I need to stick to. Cause I definitely feel like I'm a lot more motivated and clear headed mm-hmm. when I'm exercising and getting out in the fresh air a lot more. Yeah, it has a massive impact, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's in- incredible how your day can be completely turned around from a bit of movement because our yeah. bodies are um, they're designed to move and when they don't move, they don't function like they meant to. Yeah, and it's not just our bodies, it's our minds. Yeah. Um, what about for anyone um, in the early stages of starting up a business? What would your advice be? Um, if you have the passion for it, just go, like, don't listen to what other people say. Like, if you feel it, you'll feel it. You feel it in your bones, kind of, you know, like, mm-hmm. just keep keep going. Yeah. is probably my main thing. Awesome. And what about, would it be the same for those who are having those days? And I have them as well. When you think, I can't do this. I can't go on. Why am I doing this? Yeah. Just keep going. <laughs> Just keep going. And it's normal to have those feelings, isn't it? Those thoughts and feelings. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, and what I have to remind myself in those times is to um, those challenging times when you're really, really grinding, you get to enjoy it like in the future. Yeah. So it's like running a race or something. You've got to grind, grind, grind. And then you, you do get to the finish line and you get to enjoy that hard work and success. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, I kind of feel like every day is a grind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, especially when you have your own business. Yeah, it is, isn't it? But it's also so rewarding. Yeah, exactly. Like I love what I do. Mm. I absolutely love it. And it's awesome to be able to get up and love what you're doing every day. And you're saying the design stuff is what you love. Where do you get your inspiration for? From fabric. Like okay. I'm quite a different design in the way I design is I kind of have to see fabric mm-hmm. and then it kind of comes to me on how I'm going to do it. Like obviously we have styles and patterns that we do the same kind of style in different prints and stuff. But yeah. I've always been a have to see and then imagine mm-hmm. kind of person. And so where do you get the fabrics? 
and different places. I was pre-COVID, I was going to China and fabric sourcing and getting it shipped over, but obviously haven't been back the last few years. So I've just been actually sourcing from local places in New Zealand lately. Oh, wow. So there is plenty of places you can Um, source fabrics from. There's a couple of good ones that I use, but it is hard. It's definitely hard. And does it put the cost up? Yes. Yeah, it's it's just slightly, so bad, not too bad. bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. Okay, what about advice for single mums? Mm, um. <laughs> All right, I know they're big questions. <laughs> just whatever comes to your head straight away. You'll go home and you'll be like, oh, I should have said that to that and I should have said oh, that to that. But... <laughs> but guys, this is um, to everyone listening. This is all just off the cuff, so it's just a yarn. So um, I'm sure everyone's taking a lot from it, but, yeah, just letting them know that you haven't had the opportunity to pre-prepare. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't be so hard on yourself is probably one of the biggest ones, you know, like we all have that huge mum guilt, you know, like working 24-7 and trying to juggle kids around that and trying to make everyone happy. It's hard, mm. you know, and you do, you get huge mum guilt. I always have mum guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like my brain's so full of so much stuff all the time that I do forget stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, like I'll drop my kids off and the other kids will be in mufti and I've forgotten that, you yeah. know. Like it's, yeah. uh, and yeah. sometimes that can just be the straw that breaks the camel's back, can't it, when something like that happens and you just... Yeah. It's just a final straw, and you just feel like I can't do this. Like I'm useless. I can't remember things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just support, really. Like I definitely couldn't have got through the last few years without my family and the huge support that they've been for me. So yeah, just having that really good support network definitely helps. Yeah. So it's being able to um, ask for help and take help and yeah. And if I guess if there'll be situations where people uh, don't have that support, so I guess what they need to go out and create some support, you know, meet some people that can help them. Yeah, just um, meet some friends. Or there's always people that are willing to help. Yeah, there's, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, there's older people in some communities, aren't there? That um, like that want to be kind of like adopted grandparents. Yeah. And what do you, um, so we at the moment uh, have Workout for Mental Health, which is our challenge that's running. And it's all around um, reminding people of the benefits of exercise for mental health. Um, And that's for people that are struggling with their mental health, but it's also for everybody. So it's about prevention and cure, um, ambulance at the top of the cliff rather than the bottom as well. so what about you? What do you do to manage your mental health? Yeah, probably getting out. Walking is probably the biggest thing for me, just getting that fresh air every day, walking mm-hmm. the dog. Um, yeah, and just that same kind of mindset stuff, just doing affirmations and gratefulness. Mm-hmm. Like I know everyone talks about it, but it really does help. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. When I'm really struggling, I write down some affirmations on a bit of paper and have it on my desk. Yeah. I just keep looking at it. Yeah, I just make myself do them every morning. Awesome. Kind of gets you in that good headspace. Mm. So what's thrown at you in the day is a lot more easier to take, I feel, when you're in a stronger kind of, yeah, Yeah. better headspace. Yeah. And with getting up at 
4.30. Have you always been a morning person or was that a real I, struggle to start with? No, always been a morning always person. Always have. So yeah. 4.30 is, would be kind of like 6 o'clock for other people. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you go to bed early? Try. 10 o'clock usually. <laughs> oh, well, so you, you're not getting much sleep, but I guess it's a lot of sleep compared to the early days. Yeah, yeah. I try to get in bed earlier, but usually 10 o'clock's the time. Yeah. And when the alarm goes off at 4.30, or do you wake up 4.30 without the alarm? Some mornings I do. I wake up before, but usually it's to the alarm, yeah. And do you get up at that time in the in the weekends as well or just during the week? No, weekends I sleep in. Yeah, I, I don't know. What would you be your advice to anyone wanting to get into that morning routine? Because I'm, it's another chance for me to say, it's just a bit of a joke I have that I've started getting up at quarter past five, which is super early for me. And I've been yeah. doing it since January. So what's your advice for people that are wanting to start that? Just do it. Like jump up when your alarm goes off. If you lay in bed and snooze, it's just mm. so much harder to get up. I just have to get straight up. Mm-hmm up and I have my morning coffee and that just yeah. gets going for the day and are you like me um I am I'm excited to get up at quarter past five because it's actually my favorite time of day that time before yeah. I wake up the kids 100 percent. yeah yeah you've got the whole day ahead of you and you're doing your work but without a whole lot of pressure because you it feels like gifted time or something yeah I usually just sit in the dark on the couch with the fire going yeah it's just peace and yeah that one hour of you time yeah so your kids are up at 5 30 are they no but I usually start my day like get in the shower and start getting ready oh, I see so you, so you have from 4 30 to 5 30 to just have your me time yeah oh amazing and that's changed everything for you yeah yeah so you can fit exercise into that wee bit yeah so I do try and do exercise I usually do exercise around 5 five fifteen. Yeah. So as long as I'm done by about six o'clock, that's usually I find that I have to be starting to get ready for the day by six. And you've got beautifully long straight hair. <laughs> Do you have to straighten it or is it naturally straight? Yeah. So these are extensions that I've got. Oh, they're extensions. Right. That's right. You said that the other day. I need to get it cut so long. But yes, I do straighten it or curl it every day. Yeah. Because that's, I have to straighten mine and you can see I haven't done it properly I've still got curls at the back um it takes so long so long and I just sometimes think oh is it worth it but then I look at you and you look amazing I think no it is worth it oh, because you. when you present yourself well you feel good inside yeah that is one thing every day I get up and do that yeah yeah I follow your stories so are they often each day you sort of take a photo of what you're wearing or do you do a big try on a whole lot of stuff, take some photos and then schedule them in? Um, usually I do it most mornings. Like yeah. some days I'll do it the day prior if I've got too much on the next day. Yeah, But yeah. You know, usually it's that day. Cool. Just got some fun questions to finish off. So hit or weights? Hit. Pilates or yoga? Pilates. Exercise in the morning or night? Definitely morning. Doesn't happen if I do it at night. <laughs> Tights or shorts? Shorts. I suppose that's because of where you live too. Yeah. Does it ever get cold there? Oh, yeah. Winter still gets cold, but definitely not as cold as some places. No. Do you live right on the beach or? So we're one block back. Oh, amazing. Yeah. 
and you grew up there as well. It's just like you're used to beach life. It's yeah, yeah, definitely a beach girl through and through. Yeah, <laughs> press ups or a plank? Probably a plank. I'm definitely more an abs person. <laughs> um, burpee or jumping lunge? Jumping lunge. I hate burpees. <laughs> Breakfast or lunch? Lunch. Not really a breakfast person. Spag bowl or a roast? Probably neither. I'm vegan. <laughs> oh, are you? <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I'm trying to think. I'm like tofu or oh halloumi. Oh no, that's not that's not vegan either. I do sometimes have halloumi though. It's more vegetarian. Yeah. And is um, your vegetarian life is that um, for health reasons or is that for personal reasons? Um, I was when I was a teenager until I had my first child. Yeah. And yeah, I've just gone back to it for the last probably six, seven years. And so, yeah, what are your main ways to get your protein in? People are always interested in this. Um, tofu. I eat a lot of um, lentils as well. Oh, lentils are delicious. Yeah. Just oh. lots of veggies and fruit. Yeah. Would you rather go clubbing or go to the movies? Probably movies these days. <laughs> <laughs> Boots or heels? Probably boots. I'm not very good at heels. <laughs> Shirt, ah, sorry, skirt or a dress? Probably skirt. Mountains or the beach? Silly question. Beach. <laughs> Would you rather wash the dishes or dry them? Wash. Would you rather go for a run or for a walk? Walk. Champagne or cocktail? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to say um, I don't drink and I was like, Okay, we'll have to reframe another question. <laughs> um, go to bed late or get up early? Get up early. Can't even read my own writing right now. Um, tank or T-shirt? Uh, probably tank in the summer, yeah. Would you rather drive or be the passenger? Be the passenger. <laughs> Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. It's amazing how it's changed, isn't it? You know, it was all about Facebook until a few years ago. I've still got some people I know our age, um, I think you're my age-ish, who aren't even on Instagram. And they say, say, oh, they're too busy with Facebook. And it's like, oh, no, you won't be busy with Facebook if you have Instagram. Yeah, totally. Um, Our main seller is still Facebook, though. That's Mm. really that's still the majority of our sales. So yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the great thing is they're owned by the same people, so you can do one advert and it goes to yeah, exactly. To both. Yeah. Would you rather be pregnant or have a newborn? I have a newborn. I love newborns. Would you rather go without coffee or alcohol? Alcohol. London or New York? New York. Would you rather run out of toothpaste or deodorant? Deodorant. And what is your, do you have a favorite piece that you've put out with your fashion? One thing that was just your absolute creme de la creme. I had a few. I don't know. I have those ones that are always stayed in my wardrobe right from the start that I just get rid of. Probably this blazer though. This has been around for a few years and I still wear it every day. Like I think I had three of them and I just alternate my ultimate favorite piece it's a really great way to style up an outfit and make it versatile too isn't it yeah I just love it it's really good length kind of covers your butt and yeah 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 
Cool. And um, yeah, is there anything you want to say about your business? Let people know who haven't, I'm sure people are going to go and check it out if they haven't heard of it. But if they haven't heard of, heard of it, what would you tell them about Love Not War and Black Label? Um, yeah, if you're just looking for everyday pieces, really for mums, I, that's why I created it. Just, you know, mums in everyday life. That, but simple, but still, you know, styly, sophisticated feel good yeah that make you feel good yeah awesome love it well thank you so much Ali, for your time and yeah for sharing part of your life with us awesome thank yeah, you great to meet you yeah you too and um yeah i'm sure we'll be in touch thanks so thanks. much hun have a great day okay, see, ya. see ya bye Thank you all so much for listening to the Dedicate podcast and a massive thanks to Ali for sharing. This was way outside her comfort zone, so we're super grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, ensure you haven't missed Lou Heller sharing my separation for the first time and of course fashion, Amanda Cochran finding peace after losing a child and my business baby, and Hayley Rind an accidental business and life after burnout. Dedicate is the online Trans-Tasman fitness community for rural and regional women, mums and those that don't have time for the gym. Our members regularly email us with such lovely feedback, so I thought I would share one that really summarises what we're all about and means so much to my team and I. Hi Kate, just wanted to message to say how grateful I am to be part of Dedicate. I've been a member for five plus years and I love everything about your platform. It's not a program for me, it's a tool to help me prioritise my health and fitness and especially to help with my thought processes and to be kinder to myself along the way. And just to love the skin I'm in and be grateful that I'm able to move my body. You and your trainers are so authentic, genuine and relatable. Thank you for all you do. Join us with your seven day free trial at kateivyfitness.com and see for yourself. Thanks for listening. See you next time.